Welcome to the 16th episode of the High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers podcast from Knowledge Matters. Stay tuned for our interview with Casey Price, financial literacy teacher at Christo Ray Philadelphia High School. Stay tuned for the interview. The High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers podcast is brought to you by Knowledge Matters. Knowledge Matters is the leading provider of virtual business simulations for high schools. Over a third of the high schools in the United States use virtual business simulations to teach business, marketing, and personal finance. Virtual business entrepreneurship is the most recent and most exciting virtual business simulation developed by Knowledge Matters. With virtual business entrepreneurship, You can teach your students the fundamentals of building and growing an entrepreneurial business from market research to elevator pitch, business plan, raising money, and much, much more. The three new projects included with virtual business entrepreneurship include Shark Project, where students pitch their business to classmates and seek virtual investments. The Business Plan Project, where teachers award students a loan based on their written business plan. And finally, the Mega Mogul Project. Students start with one business and work to grow and expand their entrepreneurial business enterprise. That's virtual business entrepreneurship from Knowledge Matters. Contact us today at www.knowledgematters.com. Stay tuned for the interview. Welcome back to the High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers podcast sponsored by Knowledge Matters. This is a podcast where we talk to high school business, personal finance, and marketing teachers about their teaching careers and tips and tricks they have for teaching business and financial literacy to high school students. Today, we're speaking with Casey Price, financial literacy teacher at Christo Ray High School in Philadelphia. Casey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Jeff. Great. Well, can you tell us how did you get into teaching financial literacy at the high school level? Um, sure. I actually was in case management for a while, and I was working with a company that promised low-income housing as long as family, single-family, um, I guess single-family members were able to pursue college degrees. And I saw a lot of people were taking out college degrees, um, trying to fight the cycle of poverty, but their finances weren't in order. So I ended up getting into education. I actually um, was a substitute teacher. And anytime I would not have a lesson plan, I would go rogue and teach kids about money until one time a principal pulled me inside and said, let's make this a program. And I um, ended up going back to my master's at Penn and kind of was kind of poached or kind of reached out to by a few people who told me that I should look into Crystal Ray. That's great. Well, well, can you tell us what classes do you currently teach? Yes. So this year I teach um, one day a week. I teach the seniors financial literacy. We call it Finlet. Or, and then on Friday, I teach them 100% entrepreneurship, um, which is they normally meet, we meet twice a week for the whole entire school year. And so how is your curriculum structured? Do you use a textbook? Do you use group projects? Can you tell us a little bit about how you've structured your curriculum? 
Sure. I always say I'm new school education. I don't come from the school of thought of lecturing at students and just talking to them kind of how we were educated when we were younger. We recognize that education is a little bit more individually fit. So I'm a 100% project-based learning class. So my students, um, I actually have a curriculum that I've been working with for a while with multiple schools after school program and kind of just stretch it out throughout a year. So we go from um, mindset all the way until purchasing your first home. But um, at the end of every trimester, they actually have a final, which is a form of a project or form of some type of business proposal that they um, submit to me. We do quizzes, the kind of tests that I taught knowledge well, but I actually don't ever really give them a formal test because I don't think that testing is the most effective way for teaching. And so was this a curriculum you designed yourself? Yes. And, and- 100%. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Just over experiences, um, I've worked with, I've had contracts where I've taught like five mini sessions to adults and I've talked um, talk with youth at like, um, like 18, 24 gap year students. So kind of collectively, I've had small six week lesson plans and enrichment programs after school programs. So I put it all together and said, what would I want an 18 year old to know that I didn't know if I, when they graduate? Great. And so what challenges have you faced in designing a financial literacy curriculum? I think in trying to make it so engaging, some things you just have to teach. And also, I always tell my students, they go, sometimes they go, your class is hard. I said, no, I had the hardest learning curve in the school. So when you're going to Algebra 2, you've already learned Algebra 1, and you've already already learned Arithmetic. So we're just kind of layering all information. A lot of the information that I teach is 100% new. So what I struck, struggle with sometimes is, um, really with the time management, is that I want to give them all that I have. I always believe that you should leave this world um empty. And I want to tell them everything I know about purchasing a car and everything I know about credit. And sometimes it's trying to weed out what do they need to know to help them. And my thing is, I wish they could know that everything learned as adults so they cannot make the mistakes I made. So I think the biggest thing is kind of the time restraints and then how to keep every lesson interactive and every lesson engaging for them. Gotcha. Um, And do your students usually have a sense of how business and personal finance work before they take your class? Or is it you were talking earlier about the learning curve. What, what's that like? So the, they're at different levels. Last year, I actually, we piloted, we taught sophomores and seniors. So the crazy thing was that sophomores were really interested in investing. I mean, I had a hedge fund, um, like a consultant who was working with me on the investing unit, and he would be approached with kids about Bitcoin questions or cryptocurrency, and they were like 15 <laughs> years old. So, and I, oh, so we were laughing and saying, he's just like, I never would have asked these questions at 15 that, and I mean, like they were tracking him down, asking for his cell phone number, asking for jobs, asking what he thought about the current plight of the political, political schema. So it was, um, Weird, but I think the biggest things kids are interested, I found, are kids are aware that credit's important because they hear their parents complain about it, and entrepreneurship. A lot more children, um, students are, I always say I'm a millennial, so after me, entrepreneurship through social media is normalcy to them. So they just want to figure out how do they structure their ideas to get money for it. They're already there. They're already ready for it. <laughs> That's great. Um, so in terms of you, you explained earlier about designing your curriculum, and I was just mm-hmm. wondering Are there specific projects or units that your students have responded really well to that you would mention? Um, Yeah, my favorite is um, semester one, where I literally just Googled like salaries in 2019, 2020, and I tell them pick a number. I just list the salaries one through like 26, and I go five. Five might be a dentist that makes 55,000. So you see them cheer and scream as if I really, like I'm playing God, I'm really assigning them their salaries. And then we do numbers, I pick, they literally have to do a kind of like a lottery. I assign them kids. 
I assign them whether they're married or single, and they have to calculate their tax bracket, and they have to calculate their biweekly paychecks. And I remember every year I have a girl that cries that says, I can't afford daycare. I'm like, oh, welcome to adulting. And we do <laughs> um, electricity bills and gas bills, and they ask, well, why am I paying for aftercare if my kid's in kindergarten? I'm like, because in the U.S., kindergarten is only for three hours. And just to see their faces as they learn, they just go, I had no idea my parents pay for all this stuff. So the actual finals that they actually have to fill out, like a budget sheet, pay bills certain days some kids like i can't afford my rent week one so i charge them week two and they're like wait there's a late fee attached to this i'm like yeah this is yes absolutely if you pay your rent in halves or you pay your rent late absolutely so they just said that the biggest thing they learned from that was they didn't know what their checks would go to and i said it all goes back to what you go to school for do you get roi in your degree so we kind of try to trace it back but i think they they hate that they hate that assignment because it's tedious but they love it because they actually get to feel like adults for a little bit so it's kind of cool Gotcha. So can you yeah. tell can you tell us a little bit about the entrepreneurship uh, class that you teach? How is that structured, and and um, what are you what are you having the students work on? Sure. So right now they're in the they're on the bulk of it. Their finals actually due tomorrow at twelve thirty, which they have to drop off a marketing plan. So they began kind of like, what is an entrepreneur? Um, what problems do they solve? What problems did Thomas Edison solve? What did Facebook solve? We're trying to get their minds thinking that, you know, entrepreneurs solve problems. And we go into um, what's appropriate wording, what's appropriate language. And I'm working with our actual art teacher who's helping them build logos and help them build business plans. And their final for this class is the actual pitch. So they work in individual or work in groups of three or four, and they come up with a pitch. I tell them old school business plans are out of style. Now we're doing, you know, kind of PowerPoint pitches and they do it amongst everyone in their class. I have five classes. So we'll have five finalists and then we do like a junior shark tank and we invite outside investors. Um, I think last year we contacted the media and the kids are either receive money from a school and they receive um, sometime matching from the investor and they get one-on-one -on -one coaching. But right now we're learning. Um, I think it's really cool that I brought what I learned at Penn through Warren professors to um, high school kids. We're learning target segmentation, Tam Sam Sum, and they're actually um, submitting marketing funnels to me tomorrow. Wow, that's great. Um, I'm curious, have you ever used any of our virtual business simulations in your classes? Um, no, we haven't. I've, I've reached, Everfly has reached out to me and we haven't used any virtual simulations. And then I'm really trying to get them to start using um, Rich Dad Poor Dad. I was telling that's my holy grail. That's my Bible. I'm trying to get some Rich Dad Poor Dad books in the classroom, as well as maybe some um, the rat race game to be kind of a competitive piece to it. But this year I've been had people reach out to me about different products and kind of figure out how we can integrate them with the curriculum we have now. So I'm really open to those things. Gotcha. We'll, we'll talk later about our virtual business entrepreneurship, which just came out. So um, I'm curious, sure. uh, at your high school, are any of the students involved in the career and technical student organizations such as DECA or FCCLA or any of those? I believe in the FCCLA because the thing is the Crystal Ray Meth model, which I'm not sure if people are aware of, but I wasn't aware of it until I actually got into education. So, I mean, the shift is that they have the students have a one day of work study. So freshman to senior, one day they have a full time job and they're not like like they're not like small, like fast food restaurants. They're working at Comcast. They're working at PH FMHC. They're working at Johnson & Johnson. They're working at Fortune 500s out of Philadelphia and, you know, kind of like the tri-state area. So they do have. Um, full-on business classes that puts them in the workspace. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the clubs that they've developed, but we just moved into a new building. So we're kind of kind of restructuring um, our activities for our students as well. Gotcha. Well, that's all the questions I had. I wondered if you had any final words of wisdom about 
uh, teaching high school business and financial literacy, given your experiences thus far? Um, definitely. I think that for um, I think for educators who I've never met an educator or a principal who says they don't want financial literacy when I approach a school. I think it's finding the time and the budget that if you have teachers who are willing, train the trainer because kids are very authentic. They ask what my credit score is. Do I own property? <laughs> I think that if you're a teacher, oh, they're very direct. Um, that I think that if you're a teacher and you know this is important, I think you advocate it and you don't stop advocating for it because at the federal level, they're requiring it now for more states. I think as principals, you look at the budget and you figure out how do we teach our kids? Academic IQ is awesome, but their financial and emotional IQ, we're responsible for that. So I think that if you have that juncture or that desire to put this in your schools, don't stop because kids receive it so well. And the best thing is when seniors from last year in college call me and say they have a secure credit card, you will get an ROI on this that is really fast and that you know it's really impactful for long term. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Casey Price, financial literacy teacher at Cristo Ray High School in Philadelphia. And Casey, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Great. <laughs>